You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Broncos Broncos country. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. Touchdown Denver. All right, everybody, welcome into another episode of Touchdown Denver, hosted by myself, George Story, the Denver Gazette, and my good friend Nick Ferguson. Nick, how you doing today? How you doing this beautiful Tuesday? It's it's uh, We're waiting on a cold front, Nick. I don't know if you've checked the weather out for the next few days, but it's going to be very cold. Well, George, uh, hey, listen, it's been cold in Denver since uh, week one, so uh, a couple of days of uh, chilly weather here will not change anything. What I mean by that is the Broncos not performing well and a lot of the negative narratives that have come out about this team, but they're coming off a victorious Sunday against the Arizona Cardinals. So it's on and upwards to Los Angeles. Yeah. I, uh, how did you, how did you spend your victory Monday, Nick? Well, I, uh, believe it or not, George, I spent my, uh, victory Monday doing uh, volunteer work. So nice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, love to go out there and volunteer and give back. Uh, took a couple of uh, former Broncos and uh, took my son with me because I wanted him to learn the art of volunteering, especially during the holidays. Right. Well, that's good, man. That's better than me. I uh, spent my Monday uh, doing nothing. So well, I, I, I thought uh, you were go hoop. No, no, I didn't hoop. I, I did go to the gym uh, and worked out, but I did not hoop. Um, but other than that, I didn't do a whole lot, but we did hear from Nathaniel Hackett yesterday, Nick. Uh, and that's probably the best mood he's been in, in a while, obviously, uh, you know, snapping that five game win streak. We got to talk to him a little bit and I thought he had some interesting comments, Nick, that we can, uh, kind of break down, uh, in today's episode. And the first one that I wanted to kind of get to, uh, going back to Sunday's game is the ability to run the football, Nick. And you and I talked about it. Uh, in the post game, I think they ran for what was it, 170 yards, 168 yards, something like that. I believe it was their highest total this season. Uh, and he kind of talked about why they were able to do that. But I, I wanted to hear from you, Nick. Why were the Broncos so successful in the run game uh, on Sunday? And is that something they can replicate going forward? Well, the reason that they were um, great in the run game, I, I guess, is due to the circumstances that they have to deal with as a team, you know, not having a lot of viable options at the receiver positions and having to use not one, not two, but three tight ends at uh, times during the game. And they were using their tight ends differently than we've seen them use at the beginning of the season. And what it quickly reminds me of is when I was playing, we're playing against the Pittsburgh Steelers and Pittsburgh Steelers were getting 12 personnel, one back, two tight ends, or even 13 personnel, one back, three tight ends. And these are formations that you think that teams typically are are going to run out of, but they pass out of these types of situations as well. And to me, I got to tip my cap to Clint Kubiak. And we're starting to see Clint Kubiak put his uh, fingerprint on his team because these are the same type of personnel groupings that his father deployed when he was a member of, uh, of the Baltimore Ravens and with the Minnesota Vikings, and more importantly, Houston Texans and with the Broncos. So he's getting more back to his roots. But the thing that's crazy uh, about this situation is that 
The Broncos had Clint Kubiak on the roster the entire time from a coaching standpoint, but he was a quarterback coach. Why didn't they tap into these ideals and try to implement? And I know it just seemed as though, hey, when you're desperate and you don't have the right personnel, you have to try and exhaust almost anything. But at this point of the game, George, for me, I don't know about for you, but I'm wondering why didn't the Broncos try to do this early on when they had a healthy group as far as offensive linemen and running backs? Yeah, I don't know, Nagy. And and that's the part that is probably frustrating for for probably a lot of fans, right, is these last couple of weeks you look at what they're doing offensively and you kind of are like, well, why weren't you guys doing this earlier in the season in terms of uh, play action and, and personnel sets and, um, you know, certain things that they're running offensively? And I don't know what the answer is, Nick. I don't know if it's, a, you know, a Clint Kubiak thing. Uh, with him taking over as the play caller, uh, if Nathaniel Hackett has just decided to make some adjustments, I don't know what it is, but I think all you can hope now is that, you know, in these final three games that they stick to it because it's working. Like w- what they're doing is working. Uh, they're moving the ball better than they did previously. They're scoring more. Like I thought it was an interesting stat thrown out there yesterday, Nick, that in the, the first 12 weeks of the season, they only scored six touchdowns in the second half. The last two weeks, they've scored five touchdowns in the second half. So uh, that tells you how much better they've been offensively these last two weeks. And I know some of it's, you know, maybe a case of you play the Chiefs and the Cardinals and you look at them statistically on defense. They're not great defenses, but it's it doesn't matter. It's very clear uh, that the Broncos offense has made some adjustments and, and uh, they're, they're doing a better job in a lot of areas. But particularly, Nick, the run game. And you and I have said it all year. If you can run the football, uh, you're going to be successful in offense. And so we have some audio here, Nick, uh, from Nathaniel Hackett talking about why the run game was so successful and how they're using uh, their tight ends to make uh, the run game successful. It was great to get Beck back. He, he's been He's been out for, I want to say, two games, the past two games he's missed. I think when you have him back there, he gives you another dimension with his ability to move and lead block to gain some angles. Uh, and we used all those guys. We used Saab. We used Tomlinson. Uh, and, I mean, uh, I think, and Dulcich. I mean, all four of them, I thought, did a really good job. Uh, we were able to present some different pictures, go on some different personnels, and we really committed to the run game. And that audio there was uh, from Broncos.com. But, Nick, uh, one guy I wanted to point out in there that he he talked about because he has been injured is Andrew Beck. And I wonder if that played a little bit of a factor of them being able to run the ball a little bit more effectively. I mean, I remember earlier in the season, uh, Andrew Beck was their guy. I mean, he was their leading blocker uh, in the run game. And obviously getting him back from the hamstring injury that kept him out, I think, several weeks, uh, I think was a big boost. Well, it definitely was a big uh, boost. When you look at the tight end, Thomason, who scored his first touchdown, I guess, of his career, Uh, Eric Salbert, who was in that mix as well, and Greg Dosage, Andrew Beck is the better of the tight ends as far as when it comes to blocking. I mean, it was a play that took place uh, in a game where the Broncos tried to run off their left side, and Eric Salbert was kind of the the lead blocker. He passed up Buda Baker to go to the next level, and Buda Baker made the tackle on the running back. And Beck gives you a whole different element. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can line up as a, as a fullback. He's not your traditional fullback. He, he reminds me of San Francisco and how they like to use uh, Kyle Juszczyk. He, he's, he's not juice um, because of the, the passing route running, but he is definitely a viable option that they can use. And with him back in the lineup, man, it gives Clint Kubiak a variety of different things that he can throw 
at, at the defense. So having four tight ends that you can deploy, it, it works well because it's like a disguise, right? It's like a booby trap for the defense. You lure them to sleep thinking, okay, we're going to run, we're going to run, and knowing as though the Broncos have been successful in two consecutive games running the ball, now you have to think, okay, well, if, while the coaches are sitting in the, in the coaching room thinking about, well, what's the game plan coming into this week against the Rams? Now you run that same action, and now maybe you can sneak those guys out of the backfield, sort of like uh, Sean McVay would do with Tyler Higby. So now you can give them some of their own medicine, knowing as though this version of the Broncos offense is similar, not, not exact, but similar to the one that Sean McVay runs with the Rams. Yeah, no, it, it it really is, Nick, and and I, I think that we're starting to kind of see it actually get pieced together. I mean, I, I don't know if you watched uh, any of the Monday night game last night, but uh, you watch what the Rams are doing offensively, and and obviously they lost that game last night, but they were able to run the ball, uh, and they were doing some of the same sort of concepts that you saw the Broncos do this last week in the run game, and also some play action, and uh, that's also what uh, you know they're they're good with. I mean, Baker Mayfield. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's he's more efficient in play action, at least statistically he is. So you're going to see some of that from the Rams, and I think that's what you're going to see from the Broncos is some under center, uh, get the guy out of the pocket, play action, that sort of stuff. So I do think that that you're seeing some of that. Nick, one thing I wanted to bring up, we talked about the tight ends. I thought the wide receivers, it was one of their better games blocking downfield, and I think that was somewhat a result of Freddie Swain. Um, I don't know if you noticed him, Nick. He was out there quite a bit, and I think it's because he's a really good blocker. Uh, he's a physical guy out there. But what did you think of the wide receivers blocking downfield? And obviously when you lose a guy like Tim Patrick before the season, he's their best blocking wide receiver um, you know, coming into the year, and, and so you don't have him. I wonder if you know, – obviously Freddie Swain is not Tim Patrick, but he could maybe help fill that role a little bit in the run game. Well, Freddie Swain doesn't have to be Tim Patrick. All you have to do is just go out there and, and block on the perimeter. When, when we see teams and they're successful week in and week out, it's not because they have great offensive line play or extraordinary running back play. I mean, you take that into account, but it's those wide receivers being able to get downfield, lay a block on the safety, but more importantly, come down and do that dirty work and having to block maybe a linebacker. If you remember, I'll go back really quickly to the game, the last game that the Broncos uh, won, which was a game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, there was this kind of uh, reverse play that kind of reverse toss a pitch or whatever you want to call it to Jerry Judy. And the guy that really sealed the block that sprung Jerry Judy was the smallest guy on the field in KJ Hamlin. And when I saw that, I was like, could you imagine if every single wide receiver for the Broncos adopted that same uh, philosophy how many more extra yards the running back will be able to pick up because now you have confidence that, hey, the guys on the outside on the perimeter, they're going to help. And that's something that we haven't really seen, which is a staple of this offense is the outside zone play. When you run those outside zone play, that running back has to be spot on with his footwork. But more importantly, those wide receivers outside on the perimeter, they have to block. And Terrell Davis drafted in the sixth round, extraordinary running back, Hall of Fame. Let me put, some, put something on his name. Hall of Fame running back Terrell Davis. He was exceptional because guess what? He had great vision. He had a great offensive line. But he had Rod Smith and Ed McCaffrey outside those numbers blocking for him. And that was the one thing that, that kind of got me. Knowing as though we live here in Denver, and, and here in Denver, and you know we, we cover the Broncos all the time, 
Rod Smith doesn't live too far from the facility. When those receivers are not blocking well, I'm like, listen, I know Zach Azani is a wide receiver coach, but bring Rod in so he can tell them the importance of their job and maybe their unselfish play for the first time we've seen all season long. Maybe they'll lead to more explosive runs, but also it sets up the double move and the play action that they definitely can take advantage of. And we'll get into that later on this week when they face the Rams. Yeah, I'd love to see Rod Smith in the building more. Uh, and he's already around, obviously, the, the team a little bit. I, you run into him every once in a while. Obviously, you have Steve Atwater there all the time, too, um, you know, talking to guys. But, yeah, Rod would be Rod would be the man out there. Obviously, he was one of the best uh, blocking wide receivers. One guy, Nick, that they're getting back maybe this week at wide receiver is Cortland Sutton. Uh, what could maybe he bring to the table? Obviously – uh, you know, we we know what he can bring to the table as a receiver, uh, and I think it would would only you know help this offense. Again, I think Brandon Johnson and Jalen Virgil and those guys, Freddie Swain, have come in and, and done a nice job. Uh, but you bring in Cortland Sutton, and you still have Jerry Judy playing the way that he is. Uh, I think it opens the offense up a little bit more. And then, I mean, what does it bring in in the run game if he if he's a guy that can can be a blocker? Obviously, he's a bigger wide receiver. See, see, you use that word. You said if he can be. Uh, a blocker. Ho- hopefully he watched with his time off, seeing how Freddie Swain came in and helped these guys uh, block on the perimeter. And Jerry Judy was blocking and he was criticized since he's been here with the Broncos as far as not being able to block. So you hope that Cortland Sutton comes in and he feeds off it. But here's something that's more important. With Cortland Sutton you know, expected to make a, make a return, how does that change the offense? Do you try to you know use Cortland, the way that you were trying to use him before, and now that means that Jerry Judy has to take a back seat. I don't really like that. I don't really like that philosophy. Over the past two weeks, Jerry has proven that he can be wide receiver one. So you find a way to get Cortland involved, but now the roles have now switched, in my opinion. Now you use Cortland as a diversion and a way of freeing up Jerry Judy and knowing as though Freddie Swain has some time, you know, spent some time with Russell Wilson in Seattle, we can see a different type of offense, you know, on Sunday against the Rams. Once again, we'll get into that more later in the week, but I want you to kind of think about that as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I know one thing that I would not do is go away from Jerry Judy. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out how to get him the football. I'm probably keeping him at the X Nick because he's played really well the last couple of weeks at the X. Uh, you know, I, I think he's a guy that you're right. He's become the top guy. And so, I don't know where that puts Cortland, um, but I think that you've got to keep Jerry where he's at right now uh, and continue to let him be that playmaker because, again, we've talked a lot about Jerry. Uh, you know, some people believe he didn't, you know, live up to his potential the last couple of years, and now we're seeing him become the elite receiver that I think we all thought he was going to be. Uh, and so whatever's working, I would not mess with it, right? Uh, so I, I think that that's what the Broncos need to do. But, Nick, we need to take a quick break. Uh, And then we will dive into more a little bit about the offense as well as some other topics uh, in today's episode. 